Welcome to the Connect Hope Podcast, a podcast to encourage pastors and ministry leaders who are striving to make Jesus famous. Hey, this is Gene Jennings with the Connect Hope Podcast, and I'm here with my buddy Chuck Gordon today. Chuck, how you doing? Rock and rolling, man. I'm excited to get going today. Good, good, good. So what are we talking about today? We are are talking about a question, no doubt, some of our listeners are navigating, uh, actually, I believe probably many, and and it's this, am I called? Uh, Am I I called to serve God? Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, am I called to serve God? Make it very religious sounding, but... (laughs) It, what is that calling and, and what does it look like? And, and how do you know? Exactly. How do you know? I, I believe a lot of people go through that and we go to church and we get involved. And then there comes that question where the preacher preaches a sermon and he says something about going in missions or being a pastor. And then all of a sudden we start to wonder, is that me? Hmm. And I don't know if you ever intersected that. And, and uh, actually, I'll even kind of back up going into it. I'm going to go ahead and kind of give a, a precursor. There's a there's a bottom line Everyone, and again, this this goes with everybody who claims the name of Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. Everyone who follows Jesus Christ is called. Let's That's try right. and get that out there. And um, you know the reference I'm going I'm to give, I'm sure. Matthew 28. The Great Commission. You got it. 18 through 20. You know, then Jesus came to, to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you to the end of the age, uh, always to the end of the age. And, and that was to everyone who claims the name of Jesus. Right. So, um, but I think what we're, we're dealing with is more those who see, uh, it's not about us being called. So again, let me just go ahead and clarify. There are no back seats in Christianity. Hmm. Uh, there should not be a back row. I don't know how you build a building, though, without a back row. Um, cause like everybody, you know what I'm saying? It's the implication <laughs> people go and sit in the back row yeah. and they're, they're first to slip out. Right. And we all know those people that they're going to come in, but they've got to be the first ones out to get their kids. The first right. because they're not engaged. Um, but that, that would be, that's a kind of a, a paradox of how do you build a building without a back row? If back rows are symbolic of people that don't engage, so I guess forget it. That's I don't know. One. That'd be that'd be episode twenty-five. <laughs> so, anyway, sorry, random, random rabbit trail. So, where do we go from here, man? Well, tell tell us, uh, tell me about your call, calling experience. How oh, that man. happened in your life? Yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, for me, it was actually in college. I received Christ. I surrendered my life to Christ uh, in high school. And went off to college as a uh, very young Christ follower. Had a guy just a year older than me, Lee Bates. I always give him a shout out. Hmm. Uh, he he invested in me, discipled me. He was even in another fraternity, and our fraternities were kind of mortal enemies. But no, they were it was great <laughs> great uh, friends. But but Lee just poured into me, and it just meant the world. Um, but really started digging in, leading Bible studies. After I, I was very young in Christ, but started leading Bible studies and growing. And I just remember. Uh, I, I had planned on, I wanted to be uh, an Air Force pilot, and mm-hmm. I wanted to, uh, basically I wanted to be an astronaut. Growing up oh. in Florida, seeing all the right. Apollo launches and shuttle launches, et cetera, I just always dreamed of doing that. You'd look um, good in a space suit. Yeah, I, I know I would, man. I just look good, period. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who knows me know that ain't true. <laughs> anyway, but... Um, but one, I really you know, struggled grade-wise. I don't know if I could have made it, but my vision started going, and I just started going, what's going on here? 
and uh, but really was wrestling with faith. And eventually, it was my end of my junior year, just kind of came to a conclusion, basically an understanding, man, God's called me to full-time Christian vocation. I had no clue what I was supposed to do, mm-hmm. but it, I just knew in my heart and soul that I would not be content doing anything else. I, I could do something else, but my I would always be frustrated right. uh, because I knew that's where I was supposed to be. Yeah. Um, and so that, that was kind of a just a, a brief snapshot of when it began. Um, how about you? Um, <clears throat> like you, I was uh, became a Christ follower my senior year of high school. Okay. So as I entered my college years, um, like most college students, my freshman year, I just didn't kind of floundered. I really didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. And I was actually in the library studying for final exams the end of my freshman year. Hmm. I didn't really enjoy what I was studying. I wasn't into my major. And I remember it's one of those times when I felt like God you know, audibly spoke to me. Yeah. And I just kind of cried out to God and said, God, I don't like what I'm doing here. I don't know what to do with my life and my major in college. And, um, you know, what do you want me to do with my life? Yeah. And it was, it was like he just spoke to me and said, Gene, he said, you, you always played sports. You and I, at the time I was helping with our youth group yeah, at church, yeah. you always enjoyed sports. You always enjoyed, you know, trying to influence and make an impact on yeah. young people, uh, be a coach. And so that was like my aha moment. So the very next morning I took that final exam went to my advisor and changed my major to education with a concentration in physical education and coaching and loved the next three years yep. of college because I enjoyed what I was learning. So that was my first calling wow. as a teacher and a coach. And then a few, several years later, as a coach, um, we actually had a church fight. Yeah. And uh, it was a Wednesday night business meeting. Is this like a cage match kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> it could, probably could have been. But, uh, I mean, it was it was a nasty, <clears throat> brutal Oh. And I won't get into all the details, yeah, but basically yeah. the, the church filled up on Wednesday night, um, and it was ugly. Um, and the church was never full on Wednesday nights, yeah. but the word got out that this issue was out there. So anyway, long story short, Beth and I and my wife, we were heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And um, we actually called in sick that Thursday morning. We were just physically ill from what we'd seen in our church, yeah. having our church family. Mm-hmm. And I look back on that now, and I see where that kind of triggered, uh, because it was only a few months later, when God just gave me this passion for the church and yeah. to see the church operate as I understood it in the New Testament. Yeah. And I didn't like you. I didn't know. I never said I wanted to be a pastor. Yeah. Um, but I knew I wanted to do something. And so I resigned as a coach, um, got accepted to seminary and went to seminary and kind of figured it out, figured it out at that point Unreal. once we got there. But um, And kind of never looked back. But... It was just, for me, it was just that I just couldn't get away from that calling. That It, yeah. was, it was truly a calling, I feel like. It was just this passion. It was almost like this 24-7 mm-hmm. obsession yeah. that, God, your church can do better. Yeah. You know, your church, uh, I was just obsessed with the idea, passionate about the idea that we've got to get our church healthy mm-hmm. so we can change wow. this world and, you know, help with this great commission that you read about yeah. uh, in Matthew 28 a minute ago. Um, it was just this. It was this hunger that I just couldn't get away from. Yeah, almost to the point of being obsessed with it. That, that's huge. Yeah. Well, no doubt when when Holy Spirit starts working in our heart and soul, it's not something we can push off or, or, or yeah push away. Even even I've heard it said, and and you you probably have heard it said in different forms and fashions. But it's if you can do anything else, yeah. do it. If you can do anything else outside of ministry, do it. But 
because I've found what, what happened with me, and I believe it's happening, I've heard it over and over, it's happened with so many, mm -hmm. that there is almost an obsession of, I, I know I can't do something else. I know Holy Spirit's put on my heart, my life, that I'm to serve Him. Yeah. And, and it's... Just can't shake it. Yeah, you can't shake it. And I know, like, as I mentioned, I knew for me that I would not be content doing anything else. I could do anything else I, I was wired to do, and, and I, I know I had abilities. You know, I had a, a couple of job offers right out of college, and, and one being with UPS. You know, I could have, because oh. I worked for UPS during Christmas, yeah. and they're like, man, we get you in a truck, and we'll do whatever else. And, and I knew at the time that was just an amazing uh, financial career. You yeah. Know? And, and um, just to be working my tail off, and I would have been in shape then. <laughs> I would have been right. in shape now, unlikely, unlike <laughs> where I am. But... Uh, and, and there were some other job opportunities, but uh, I just knew I wouldn't be content with any right, of those. Right, right. So. Well, and that's uh, kind of where you're going with this podcast is how do you know when you're called? And I guess one of those things is, is this, is this just a, a burden that the Holy Spirit's placed and yeah. you just can't shake off and just can't get away from it? Yeah, exactly. And, and when we talk about calling a vocational ministry, we're talking about, again, pastor, missionary, you know, a pre preacher, uh, hey, youth man. pastor, worship pastor, children's pastor, what, you know, anything serving in ministry. Yeah. Is that, is that what it is? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be full time. Exactly. Um, there's a desperate need out there for bivocational ministers. Yep. Um, you know, there's a great need for people to go on the mission field to do business as missions where they would exactly. operate, uh, with their business mind and, and all that, but still being an influence for Christ as they go about their business. Yeah. Um, so we're not just talking about being a, a yeah. pastor. I have a, a good friend that, that probably like many, he's gone to a uh, uh, a country where basically uh, sharing the gospel is not something that's legal, mm -hmm. and yet he he's gone there as an engineer and he's worked again as a an American engineer as a consultant whatever, right. and yet that's been the platform he's been able to get in and share Christ mm -hmm. uh, very 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 yeah. uniquely and powerfully, and so again it's it can definitely it doesn't have to take the traditional route that's right. where. I think we can get ourselves in trouble as thinking right. we have, have to go a certain way. Right. So I think one of the first things to do is basically it's, it's examine your heart and your motivation. You know, mm -hmm. why are you doing it? Um, Jeremiah seventeen nine says, the heart is a deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? So you have to be careful. We, we you know, listen to our heart and sometimes right. it's, you know, our emotions. Well, man. Well, the preacher was really good today. Well, that's, that's, was it yeah. really the preacher, or did you eat some bad beans last night? You know, <laughs> right. we have to be careful what we're listening yeah. to. I think, you know, I've often, not often, but I say occasionally when this comes up, because you're right, Jeremiah says we can't trust our heart. So I would say, you know, if you're following God's heart, yep. then you can trust your heart. Yeah, it's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. that's, do, you, do you truly, in that, it's, it's basically asking, do you truly believe or perceive that this is a call a leading from God. You know, if so, why? Mm -hmm. Why is this from God? Or is this just a personal desire? Is it an attempt to live up to someone else's expectation of you? I know a lot of people that grew up in a home that, of Christ followers, and so, well, mom and dad expect me, or right. grandpa expects me, et cetera. Or is it an attempt to live up to what you believe other Christians, you know, are supposed to do? Mm -hmm. um, there's there's almost, I believe, for some, this this thought of, well, I'm a Christian, so therefore... I feel guilty if I'm not sacrificing everything. So I guess I should give my life. To, and, you know, and, and boy, right. that's, let's live for joy out of Jesus and give up everything. You know, it's, yeah. it, it, you know, Paul, even when he talked about sacrifice, it was done with joy. And, you know, for us to be salt and light, uh, even if it's a secular job, there, there's joy in it. Mm -hmm. So I want to be careful that, you know, if you read Philippians, you know, Paul, even though he went through a lot of suffering, 
uh, he was full of joy. Right. So, anyway. Well, you also, don't you want um, maybe affirmation from fellow believers, yep. family, yep. those that know you closely, and they can affirm your calling? That, that would be it. it. It's, again, it's that affirmation, but it's also that, that element of, um, it, you know, when you examine your heart, it's also making sure it's not avoidance of something. Or I've heard this so many times. I've heard somebody say, well, I really can't find a you know, good job, so I'm thinking about you know, working in a church. Oh. I've heard that, and that's, that's scary to me. Yeah. Um, it's like, uh, don't just take it as a job. It, it's not because uh, all said and done, it, it can really mess, mess you up and undermine your relationship with Christ as well as somebody else yeah. if you're just doing it just to get a paycheck. Hmm. Um, it, it's not just a job. It's not just something. Uh, can anyone serve? Yeah, you don't have to go to seminary to serve Christ, and that's that's never a requirement. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, but yeah. So that that's the first one: examining your heart and motivation, and um, what you said, uh, seeking counsel. That that is another one. It's it's definitely um, you know Proverbs eleven fourteen: for lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won mm-hmm. through many advisors. And we should have people that look into our lives and. And say, um, you know, yeah, this is you. Did you have that happen with you, or? Yeah, um, I don't remember specifically, but I, I mean, as far as um, specific conversation, but I, I know I went to our pastor, youth pastor. Yeah. We had a minister of education at the time. Yeah, I know I talked to several, and then I talked, of course, to people who were ahead of me already in yeah. seminary yeah. or in ministry. So yeah, I had a lot of lot of counsel and and uh, and all affirmative. Okay. Well, just yeah, it it can be good to have that. Even Proverbs fifteen twenty two says, "Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors they succeed." So, having others that we spiritually trust or trust spiritually mm. is huge. Uh, not just anybody. Um, again, and and sometimes we got to be careful. But our mom and dad may give us the right counsel, but it also depends on if mom and dad are following Christ. Right. Because uh, mom and dad uh, can often. I know for, for my parents initially, um, when I started leaning this way, they were reluctant because they, they weren't Christ followers at the time. Right. But at the same time, they were very supportive of me in anything I did. But it's like, are you sure you want to go mm, that route? Yeah. That's a, <laughs> you're not going to have any money. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. a, but um, the, but my, my parents were always you know big into serving. That, that Just huge. And um, it's amazing what God done in their life. They, and we Everything we do is, is a reflection of their heart yeah. for, for Christ now. But, um, anyway. you know, another thing, Chuck, and this really goes not just for vocational calling, yep. but anything, you know, what are your spiritual gifts? What are your natural yep. gifts? Yep. What, what are your talents, abilities? What are your experiences? How do you incorporate who you are as a person and how God's wired you and built you and how can you use that unique person that you are yep. for the kingdom expansion whether that's, you know, again, vocational ministry or not, I think that's a question everybody should ask. Um, but obviously, yeah. if you're looking at vocational ministry, you obviously want to ask those questions as well. Is this a gift? Is this a talent? Is this an ability that, that I have? I mean, um, you know, there probably aren't many. Well, maybe there are. I may be wrong about this. But I, as I think about it, I, I know there are a lot of pastors that are introverted. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But it's hard for me to imagine a pastor that, isn't outgoing or can't talk to strangers or talk to people. But as I as I'm saying that, I'm thinking of pastors that I know. They just they just stay in their pastor study all week and they study their yeah. sermons and they don't come out of the office. But they preach these mighty messages on Sunday morning. But they're very introverted. So um, I guess I'm wrong about my assumption. But anyway, <laughs> um, 
scratch that thought. Um, but yeah, look at who you are as a person. Look at who, how God's wired you, and is this does this fit? You know what you're thinking as far as vocational ministry, or again, any vocation in that matter. Oh, that's yeah, it's huge, and to be aware of that kind of how how we're wired, um, and and it's also trying to be careful not to. Uh, put God in a box of what he can do with us. Well, I'm only wired this way. You said, you, I love what you said about, in essence, there being two callings in your life. And I, I believe for, for many people, they, uh, they miss out on that thinking, well, I'm not really called if I'm called to be a teacher or a coach or whatever else. But man, I wonder how many people are missing out on an incredible opportunity God's given them by calling a teacher or coach right. or, or in, you know, being an engineer or working with, you know, some company or, you know, the opportunities we have to serve Christ realizing those callings can be anywhere where mm-hmm. those are mission fields. Um, but I also believe even within Christian vocation, we can miss what God is doing by, by pigeonholing ourselves or, or putting God in a box. And then when I went to seminary, I, I had, uh, I had an undergrad degree in, in counseling or psychology. Uh-huh. And so I thought, Oh, I guess I'm supposed to be a, a Christian counselor. Yep. And so I went that route in seminary. I started going that route. And I think I was literally, I believe two classes away from, getting that degree and really had spent some time of prayer and fasting and was convicted by the Holy Spirit. I saw a lot of, a lot of other students around me that would come to class. And at the time people carried briefcases and you probably know exactly what kingdom I'm talking kid. about. Yeah, the, the kingdom kid. We king, kingdom kids. <laughs> had to be thick enough of a briefcase to carry a big Bible. Uh, anyway, and whatever else we didn't have computer. Well, only a few people had computers at the time, but, um, <laughs> They, they had, and certain students had a five-year, 10-year, 15-year plan. They were going to be a, a youth pastor for three years, and then in two years after that, yeah. was for associate pastor, then a pastor, blah, 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 blah. And they had every charted out everything, and I don't know if they informed God on it or not, <laughs> but they had charted out their, their career. And it really it bothered me. And I just remember thinking yeah. that. Then in a, in a time of prayer and fasting, I, I went away just going, wait, what am I doing? I basically said, God, I'm going to be a Christian counselor. But... Is that really how I'm wired? Is mm-hmm. that really what I'm supposed to do? So I came back and I basically just said, okay, hands open. And I, I changed my, uh, literally could have finished up within a semester or half a semester, but changed up and, and continued my seminary and went on with an MDiv but right. from vantage point, just going, however you want to spend me, God, whatever, yeah. whatever it is, I'll, I'll do it. And um, so again, I think sometimes we can, we can pigeonhole and and we think God's limited to I, I have this, but what if He wants to develop us? Right. And so, yeah. Anyway, interesting. I, similar story here. I assumed with my education and teaching degree, yeah. um, and I was being a coach. Yeah. Um, back back then in uh, in the mid eighties, uh, my brother in law was in the ministry. He was a minister of recreation, huh. and their church had a big family life center, yeah. and his yeah. job was basically to run all the sports programs and all okay. the activities. And I thought, hey, I can do that for yeah. Jesus, right? So when I went to seminary, I thought I was going to be a minister of recreation yeah. with my PE degree and my coaching background. Um, and I quickly found out that wasn't the route I wanted yeah. to, to take. And um, and thank goodness some friends counseled me there and steered me away from that. Um, and so like you, I went into the MDiv program and then heard about church planting where um, you can actually start a church on an on a, on a, on a yep. New Testament level with New Testament principles yep. and not not have all the traditional baggage that I had come from uh, and I'd seen fought over yep. <laughs> at the nasty fight. Um, and so I was immediately, you know, um, interested in church planting mm-hmm. and became a church planter. So, 
Yeah, so yeah, when I, again, going into seminary, I really didn't know what I was doing other than just following the calling and God mm. you know, just kind of well, weaved the story as I was there. Well, it, it's incredible when you look back as, as uh, we're doing, it seems like looking back hundreds of years in my life, anyway, <laughs> yeah. looking back and just seeing how, how the Holy Spirit wove this path together mm-hmm. uh, that I had no clue at the time. And, and I believe, again, you know, we're so called to, uh, to do that, to just step back and let God and um, not worry about it. So even what you were hitting on there is, you know, kind of what are your experiences? And, right. and sometimes it's going to tie in with where God's leading us. Sometimes it's not. I kind of look back and, and go, when I was first in seminary, I never never even remotely thought about being a pastor. It was more serving backgrounds, you know, counseling or doing student ministry. Mm-hmm. But I found uh, my jobs in, in college after I graduated ended up being a recruiter for uh my university, Mercy oh, University, mm-hmm. so I traveled around the southeast and, and worked with high schools and, and did a lot of presentations. And then when I went to seminary, well, that was my experience, so uh, they needed somebody in their office, so they started flying me around to different colleges. And and, and so I loved it, that part, yeah. and going around and doing presentations. And, and it, it was one of those I found I really absolutely enjoy being up in front, even though in many ways, I'm an introvert. When I come off platform, uh-huh. I just seem to be by myself. But <laughs> but it's it's one of those I had fun with it, and and it it didn't intimidate me to be up there. But it also gave me it broke the ice with me being comfortable being on platform. Mm-hmm. But then what I had to wrestle with was I really started wrestling with I don't want to mess up in presenting God's word. Right. So I, I never really struggled with presenting and being up in front of people. What I struggled with is I didn't want to ever cheat out the power of God's word mm. and, and teaching and and um. So anyway, that's when I guess that almost became the challenge moving on, going, God, I'm not good at, at teaching your word. It, that's going to have to be you. Yeah. And, and I believe there's an element of stepping into our vocation. It's not about, well, I'm so good at something that I can do it well, but we've got to step into something knowing that, you know, God has shown strong in our weaknesses mm. and calls us to serve in his strength rather than our own. So I, I believe for many of us, I, I want to encourage our listeners, if, if you're out there, you're wondering, could God be calling you? Uh, know that it's not about you being uh, strong in areas and God's going to use that. But what if God wants to take your weaknesses, like me speaking in front of uh, in front of groups and in front of people and basically saying, I- I'm going to be one that's strong there, not you. And uh, if he wants to take those weaknesses just and say, let me, let me, he wants to be our strength in that area. So hmm. that's good, Chuck. So um, we need to wrap up, I guess, yep. for today. But, um, just some final thoughts on that. I know we talked about, you know, if you're really questioning or praying or thinking about being called, you want to examine your heart, examine your motivation behind it. You want to seek godly counsel, godly wisdom and advice. You want to consider your gifts, your personality, your talents, yep. abilities, experiences, all those things. Yep. Um, and then, like you said, experiences. That sometimes our experiences, just they kind of flow easily into a vocation of calling, and yep. sometimes it may be a redirect, and we go 180 uh, away from our experience. Yeah, it, it's, it's again, it's understanding, it, and I want to encourage some people that maybe you're thinking, well, you just don't measure up. Well, that's the beauty of it, you don't. Um, you know, just like Gene and I don't measure up, uh, we don't measure up. So it's not a matter of, am I good enough? It, it really is a matter of, is God God enough in our life? And oh, am I going to trust good. him? And so I just, I just want to encourage you, if the Holy Spirit's put it in you, um, know that again, yeah, you don't measure up, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah, it, it's all about God. 
Uh, but it's also something like said to those that are just like, yeah, I'll give it a shot as a career. Um, James three one says, not many of you should become teachers or fellow believer, uh, my fellow believers, uh, because uh, you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. And so I even take that in any element of vocation. It's not a matter of just jumping in because you can't find something else. It's a matter of saying, hey, is this where God has called me to serve? And, right. and it may change in capacity. Um, I've been student pastor, pastor, you know, serving with uh, behind the scenes, you know, all sorts of different roles. And it's a matter of, I believe, uh, what truly a Christian vocation is, even as Paul did. It's just saying, hey, I'm a tent maker. I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to, God. Right. Coming in with hands open. And you've changed roles. And, yeah. and you've served in different capacities. Yeah. And um, I believe probably the most frustrating. And I was a tent maker for a while. Not literally, but yeah. yeah. I was bivocational for a while, too. You know it. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I think the most frustrated people are the ones that come to God and uh, basically say, this is what I'm going to do, God. And um, hmm. I, I believe the, the most fulfillment is when we come to God saying, what do you want me to do? And um, so I just encourage you, whatever stage you're at, uh, approach God with, God, would you have me serve as a full-time vocation? Or do you want me to serve in a regular, regular secular job and right. serve you there? Right. But we're all called. That's kind of the bottom line. Good, it's good. just a matter of what capacity. Yeah. So Chuck, uh, let's wrap it up. Tell us more about Connect Hope. And you've got an event coming up to tell us about, we it, right? We do, man. We've got a Connect Hope roundtable. It's for our lead and senior pastors, ministry leaders. And we're doing that on Thursday morning, February 16th. It's uh, We have breakfast or breakfast foods at 9.30. We kick off at 10. We wrap up by noon and we have a free lunch for those that want to hang around and have Q&A. Um, it's going to be a phenomenal time. I want to encourage you to go to connecthope.org, our website. That's connecthope.org. And um, you can register for that's free. And we provide it again for all senior pastors, lead uh, lead ministers. And um, John Hagen is going to be our speaker. He's a professional Christian counselor. And um, this guy is phenomenal. And I really believe he's going to speak some spiritual and emotional health into those leaders that are there. And so I hope you'll get it on your calendar. If you know a pastor that's not lined up with us, uh, please tell them they need to get their act together and uh, <laughs> contact me. You can reach me at also go to the connecthope.org and uh, our website and you can click the uh, contact button and it'll give an opportunity to set up a, a phone call with me or a meeting with me and i'd love to to meet with you just to walk through whatever state whatever situation you're walking through in life in ministry and um man to be there with you walking with you uh see jesus christ made all the more famous in your life awesome so well thanks for listening thanks chuck and uh tell your friends about connect hope podcast we'd love to, to hear from you and uh thanks for listening and have a blessed week have a good one bye y'all Thanks for listening today. If today's podcast hit home with you, we hope you'll share it with other ministry leaders. If there's any way we can be here for you, please contact us at connecthope.org. Until next time, let's make Jesus famous. Thank you.